Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Sean on the mic, very flat too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Altador with Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go back at you with a special segment with my boys Vlad and Barry and host of the God Leave show on Fox Sports Radio, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m., Doug Godley. How you doing, man? I'm good. Baseball season about to be here. Baseball playoffs. Kids back in school. All good. That's what's awesome. Nice. Um, how's, how's your ACL recovery going? I saw you posted I, pre- I appreciate you asking, so... Uh, we are nine days out, and uh, I ditched the crutches last night. Like, I was walking around. I was walking around pretty early on, not telling my doctor. And so, like, he was trying to tell me, like, two or three weeks. And I was like, dude, I do not need crutches. So, I'm still limping a little bit. It's still pretty swollen, um, which, I mean, it's actually been really good. It gives me good kind of empathy for what guys who have gone through it are going through, right? Um, but all in all, not not terrible. I mean, it's not gonna be fun, but at least it gives me something to do, right? Usually, when you're working out and you're in your 40s, there's like, what's the point, right? You're just doing it to look good. Now I got like a goal to get back hooping next summer. <laughs> nice. You're having like a, nice. That's awesome. You're having like a Adrian Peterson kind of recovery process right now. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. those guys recover like three weeks, dude. It's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I mean, he was he's I mean he's he's a freaking agent, oh, yeah. one in a million. But yeah, I would, I'd like to. I mean, you know, I think a lot of it. Um, a lot of it comes down, one, to the luck of how bad you hurt it, right? Because when you tear it, if you just tear the ACL, which I did, um, and you don't have any other knee damage, it's not as bad. I had a bone bruise pretty bad, but the time off it and and the, the blood flow looks good, so that'll be all right. But I didn't, you know, I didn't have cartilage damage, and I didn't have meniscal damage, and I didn't tear any other ligaments. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be, I'll be okay. I mean, I'm just be smart about it. I mean, if I was going to give anybody advice, if you're like an old head hooper, just, and I, I always tell people this, but I didn't do it, which is don't hoop until you're at the right weight. You know, like I always played in the, in the low one eighties, mid one eighties. And I was in the high one nineties. You know, I've been lifting a bunch and I was pretty swole up, but uh, that it's just too much strain and stress in your body. So I would say for everybody like well, I'm a hoop to get back in shape. Like now nah, I get back in shape, then start hooping. Absolutely. I think that's good advice. Yeah, that is definitely good advice. Appreciate that. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, you're you're pretty much everywhere, man. You know, you're covering basketball, football. You know, you're on the herd. You 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 know, you're on the radio. You're doing everything. Uh, what what's your favorite sport to cover? Like, what what did you start out doing? Well, I mean, I was a college basketball player. And I played professionally overseas, and so I kind of made my way in uh, in terms of on TV of being a basketball analyst. And um, you know, my dad was a longtime coach, a high school a college AU coach. My brother's been a college coach for 26 years. So it's kind of in my blood to see the game a little differently. But, you know, I played every sport growing up, and I come from a family of huge sports fans. So um, when I started on radio, it was in Oklahoma. And this is before they had the Thunder. And so you had to know three sports in Oklahoma, football, spring football, and football recruiting. So, uh, <laughs> so that was that was my – those are my two areas, college uh, – college football and and 
and college basketball were my kind of expertise. And then, you know, like the NBA stuff was just kind of easy because I started doing this when I was 26 and I played professionally. So then all the guys that were coming up and playing, I'd either played against or I'd started to cover. And so, like, I knew them really, really well. Or, you know, my first NBA draft was, was LeBron and Darko. And I played against Darko twice when I was in Israel. He was in Yugoslavia. Um, and I'd covered Melo a little bit. And then all those, like Chris Bosch, like he was in Dallas as a kid and he used to come to our games at Oklahoma State. So uh, NBA basketball was, was kind of easy. And now a lot of the guys that I grew up playing with or stayed friendly with, now they're coaches. <laughs> so it's, it's still kind of easy to get your information. And then, you know, you watch it, you know the sport. I coach the sport in AAU. I coach the sport with adults as well. So that part's been, been pretty good. And then, you know, what drives the bus is, is the NFL. And that just takes time. And I've gotten to do NFL play-by-play and NFL sidelines. And, you know, once you're kind of in and you're covering the league and, you know, you can't really take time off. Yeah. Uh, like, it, you can't, like, take a year off of covering it. Once you do it, you kind of know it. And you stay on top of all the movement. Um, it's pretty fun. It's really enjoyable. So, you know, what am I best at? I would say basketball. But, uh, but football is something that because of my basketball ties, like whenever I go to an NFL practice or a game and I talk with coaches, they all want to talk hoop. They all like hoop. They all talk, they're like, we talk about football every day. So that's kind of my end with a, lot of, with a lot of these guys. Absolutely, man. I mean, with that said, you're definitely covering a lot. Um, and, you know, with, with USA basketball, that just happened. You know, we went out there and got the gold, you know, in Tokyo. Um, and we saw... Uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. I think one of them came out with like a, a collage of people that was doubting them. And I know you had posted about, you know, the USA basketball teams being selfish a little bit. Did you make that highlight real? I didn't I didn't see. I didn't check if I did. And and mine was more about our culture and how they came in yeah. playing and, and how they how they kind of how they were playing in Vegas. They were fighting pop a little bit in Vegas. And um and I think Pop adjusted, they adjusted, and then you know you add. I thought Drew Holiday was a difference maker. I thought Devin Booker was a difference maker. Uh, Middleton had some really good moments, some moments where he wasn't as good finishing. But I mean, like, look, the dude's a bucket and a hard matchup, and he just come off the championship. So I mean, you add three high-level players um, who are really versatile, and I thought that changed him as well. So there was a bunch to it. Like they'd be lying if they thought they everything was working out smooth when they were in Vegas like there was some <laughs> there's some tight ass tight assholes there a little bit uh but you know god bless I do not know if I made the highlight reel I don't care like I, I gotta check I, that I'm, out I'm, I'm, I'm okay I, look I'm okay if you got like but I wasn't I still thought they were the favorite I think my thing was I was concerned that you know you get in those look they were down 15 to Australia who they were much better than yeah yeah but who mm-hmm. they lost oh, yeah. and I, I mm-hmm. think those losses you know Losing to Nigeria wakes you up a little bit. Losing to Australia wakes you up. And losing to, uh, I mean, look, they were down 15. And I thought Australia kind of, they got super tight at the end of the first half. And, you know, once once we got a couple fields and got back in it before half, the game was over, even though we were still, I think I think we trailed by three at half, but it felt like it was over. And we ended up winning by 19. But, um, you know, let's not deny the fact that it's a different style of basketball, a different style of officiating. And it's really, really hard considering what they play all year long to come together and be a team. And, you know, who would have thought that Damian Lillard would be just kind of an afterthought in how they played and oh they'd God, still be yeah. able to win a gold medal? That's, crazy. that's kind yeah. of a surprising yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely, man. Um, I mean, glad they won because, you know, that'd be a little embarrassing uh, right there. A little? Um, <laughs> That's an understatement. Just, you know, just, just a little bit, you know. Um, and obviously with the NBA season going on, well, off season has been a lot of movement. Um, and the most recent, Dennis Schroeder to the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of slag and a lot of shit for, you know, turning down the $84 million extension with uh, the Lakers. Um, but, you know, other than that, like, how do you feel about Schroeder signing up with the Celtics? Um, and how do the Celtics get at it? Well, they just, and they just, and they just today, uh, re-signed Marcus Smart to an extension. 77 million. million. Yeah, that's right. But where I thought, I did think that they would, Marcus would be a guy that they try and move in the last year of his contract, but this is apparently what they're going to go with. I was thinking too. You know, I mean, look, their, their deal, uh, I'm not a Schroeder fan. And I probably know a little bit too much, but I'm sure that. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> yeah, we want to know what you what know. What do you know? Yeah. Right, right. Nobody liked him at the Lakers. You know, oh, he made man. he made all oh, he made shoot. all he made all the he made all the mistakes that you can't make when you come to him. You know, what's the it's the old Teddy Roosevelt Teddy Roosevelt walk quietly and carry a big stick. Like mm. he did the opposite. Oh, you know, he dang. came in. He came in, and the first day they met the media is like, "I'm the starting point guard," and like. Hey, you know, you know, and all those guys are like, hey, you know that guy number twenty three? He was our starting point guard. We just won the fucking finals, bud. Right, so, <laughs> right. If you go out and organically, it happens. And then he wasn't playing good in the preseason, and they started him anyway. And I think there are a lot of people that thought they should have gone with LeBron and then Kuz at the wing. So it, it set back Kuz's development, and then he's just not that good. He's just not. He's not a. He doesn't create shots for others. He's a scorer, the high volume guy. He's really an off the bench. You know, in that, he, I'm not saying he's as good as Jamal Crawford, but in that Jamal Crawford, Bobby Jackson, you know, you name it, that, that guy who has Jordan Clarkson, right? Has no position. Just cut, just go in and get buckets. Yeah, yeah, like Lou Will, right? Lewis Williams. Lou Will. Lou Will. Those guys can't, they're not starters, okay? Because here's the part. Starters have to play against starters, okay? It's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. And starters have to get everybody else involved. They got to get LeBron involved, Anthony Davis involved, right? They got to get everybody, feed everybody, get everybody go, going. Anyone who does. So he was miscast, but miscast kind of out of his own ego. Um, and I just I, – I don't think he fit in with the bunch. And they were all about chemistry the year before. And, you know, I think LeBron's the guy who he just wants to win. And when people start to get, like, why is LeBron so out on him? Why is Blinka so out on him? Why is the coaching staff so out on him? So he got a, he got a rep in the league. And I think he already had a little bit of a rep in the league as being yeah. hard to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. And – and so, you know, now he get a chance to reprove himself. They just – it's a weird kind of group they got going there in uh, – I mean, obviously, I guess Marcus will start and he'll come off the bench. And then if he performs, I would guess Brad feels like he could probably move him because he's got a one-year expiring contract, low money. So he's got to prove himself. Um, but it's a, it's a weird signing. Like, it's smart in terms of value, right? A guy who was at some, on some level worth 80-plus million over however many years you know, four years to go from that to what mid-level exception. Um, so I like the value. I just don't know if it fits. And again, like Boston wasn't disappointing last year because of any other reason than their chemistry. Right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and Ime, is, Ime is a great dude, like great, not good. Great. So, and he's brought in to fix that chemistry, but it's hard when you have guys like a Dennis Schroeder who mm. just doesn't, he doesn't get along with the dudes. He, he's not necessarily down with the plan always. He's on Team Shooter. 
I mean, with with um with um Brad Stevens being the GM, I mean, I'm sure Brad Stevens talked to Ime Yudoka before he signed Dennis Shooter, right? Sure, of course. Like, but, look, I, I, again, it's a everything's a balance, right? Like, yeah, there yeah. are no there are no perfect dudes out there at, at the mid level, you know. I mean, like, look, the Lakers they had nine million; they could have spent it on Alex Crusoe, who I would have kept. I love him. Yeah, but if you talk to the Lakers, we're like, look, here's our choice: we spend all of it on Alex Crusoe. Or we cut it up, and we get a lot of good. We get good players that maybe haven't played there. The Trevor Reeses of the world, right? Uh, the Dwight Howards of the world. So um, the mellows, it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a choice that you make. You know, do you, you you go with both eyes open? And look, they're good enough with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. They don't have to play them, right? Like, bro, we're good enough without you. So he's got to get along. And it's an expiring deal at low money, so it's not a ton of risk for the Celtics, but. You know, the big thing is they're trying to change chemistry, and they felt like Brad Brad was getting drowned out, and mm-hmm. they weren't listening to him. So Ime is a, a different personality, a different voice, a different perspective, a former NBA player. So we'll see if they lock in with him. So you think, uh, in your opinion, we're getting a great coach? I mean, he's never called a timeout in his life, so I don't know. I don't know for a fact. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like Ime. I like Ime Yudoka a lot. I, oh, I do. Yeah. Um, he seems like a good I, the dude. Next, the next, Oh, he's unbelievable, man. Mm. Great dude, you know? I mean, to make it out of Portland State and to make it going through the minor leagues and then make it as a player and then, you know, make it as a coach, I mean, he's a, he's a grinder. And awesome. being a head coach and a good one in the NBA is about two things, about grinding because the players have to feel like you know everything that's going on. And it's about respect, you know, and communication. So- and, you know, for Ime to go like, look, I've been where you are. I've been a player. I've been a coach on championship teams with the Spurs. Like, that's very relatable for those young guys and very respectable. So, you know, th- those two things I think translate well. I think um, he said something this week, like um, he wants to turn Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum into playmakers, and I'm really looking forward to that because I feel as those guys, they've been able to shine um, on their own and but not really as a team, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so- I mean, I think, I think that's the challenge with them, like, right? So, like, Jason Tatum clearly wants to be Kobe, but, like, hey, here's the thing. <laughs> one, one, Kobe, Kobe played the other end as hard as he played on offense. You got to yep. do that. Uh-huh. And look, God bless Kobe, right? Like, he, I, we became friends before he died, and um, I think he became a much different person as he matured, you know, later on in his career and after his career. But, like, look, in middle Kobe, middle of career Kobe, like, he was super selfish, hard to deal with, and 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 he, but he had Shaq, and they figured out a way to make it work. You know, Jason Tatum. I mean, he may's got it. Jason Tatum's got to be a guy who creates shots for us. The best, the superstars, don't just get theirs. They make everybody else around them yeah. better. Yeah. And right now, Jalen and Jason Tatum have the talent to do it. Yeah, exactly. But they have not yet shown the desire to do it to make everybody better. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he can turn those guys into playmakers and. They, he can he can help them make orders around them better. Um, so is Dennis Shooter on his way out of the league? Like if he if it doesn't work here with the Celtics? Oh, will he go back? I don't think so. No, I don't think. I mean, I think he's definitely an NBA player. You know, he's just gonna have to. But Aplazo, once you get a rep, if you once you get a rep around the league, Aplazo people might not really want um, GMs. Might not really. Uh, yeah, want no, I would say I would say like I, I don't know what Jordan Clarkson signed for, but. Hey, look, when Jordan Clarkson was first with the Lakers, they couldn't stand him because he was a mm. hangout guy. Like, he liked to go out. He didn't like the workout. Yeah, he would just go in, yeah, and yeah. he was trying to be a starting point guard. Now he's really, because he's in Utah, 
There ain't shit to do except hoop, you know? And he's trying to figure it out. Like, look, this is my job. Takes guys a little bit to figure it out sometimes. Yeah, that's if, true. He, look, if Shooter doesn't, doesn't figure it out, yeah, he can go back and play overseas or whatever. But I think he'll figure it out, you know? Like, that's a rude awakening when you're – when all of a sudden you're the you're the one guy who was waiting on the bag and it just yeah. didn't come. Yeah. What 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 does he have to do to actually earn a contract that, at that price again? Do you think that'll ever happen for him again? Yeah. I'm. Um, do I think? I don't know. I mean, he's got to get better, right? Got to get better. Got to be. Got to be a a a more efficient three point shooter. Not a very good three point shooter. Got to be more efficient, dude. Got to guard a little bit. He's clearly got the athleticism athleticism to do it. Um, but, I mean, a lot of it is just about just getting along. And now you get a kind of a fresh start. And anybody who's – once you've been in business – like, I've worked for three different networks, right? And, you know, when I went to CBS after ESPN, it was so different. I really struggled to adjust. Well, when I got to Fox, I had learned from some of those mistakes and tried to not make some of this. Now, it doesn't mean that my personality is will always be perfect with everybody. So if I ever go to somewhere else, like, I've learned from these places. For Dennis Schroeder, he's been enough teams now. Like he he should he should know, or he should ask somebody, or his agent should be honest with him. Like, look, dude, you got to you got to evolve a little bit here. You don't have to change. You just got to evolve and grow, and and uh, and fit in the in the in the locker room culture of the NBA. And I do think that look, it's it's different in Boston. Those guys are a lot younger. Whereas LeBron, he's kind of a business unto himself. Like he he doesn't really he doesn't hang out with those guys. Right? He comes no. in, he does his job. Comes in, does his job goes home, and then he works out a lot of times at home, right? And so that's, that's different. Now he's with guys that are about his age. Maybe maybe, it, maybe it's about fit. Yeah. It's about personality. Yeah. I mean, um, go ahead, Vlad. I, I just wanted to switch gears a little bit. I don't know if you had another end. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to switch gears to the NFL. As, in, as you can tell, we're Boston-based, so we're yep. fans of all the Boston teams, and the Patriots just had their first preseason game, and um, – Mac Jones and Cam Newton both played, and people already starting to boo Cam Newton and want Mac Jones. Um, I don't know if you got to see those guys plays, and if you had any thoughts on that. Look, I I love what Cam Newton's become as a leader and kind of that old head veteran dude. Bro, he can't throw anymore. You know, it's yep. better than it was last Facts. year. Right. But he's had a shoulder operated twice. He wasn't an accurate thrower before he got injured. Now he's been injured. Doesn't have great footwork. Like, it's not great. So, you know, I think the question is, the start of their schedule is pretty soft. It just is, right? I mean, I don't think the Saints are going to be nearly as good as they were. Plus, I think they play the Saints at home, which Saints aren't a good road team. Um, they play the Jets early. They play somebody else. And I know they play the Buccaneers week four of the season. They played the Dolphins game game one. Yeah. Now, look, the Dolphins have beaten them, and, they're, and, and they think this, you know, now they got their wide receivers figured out or whatever. I would guess they start with Cam and they try and run the football a ton. But, you know, by midseason, they're going to be turning that thing over to Mac. And, you know, um, he's a super accurate thrower. He's had a lot of good college experience. Um, and if there's one team that knows about quarterbacks that can't move, it's the Patriots. They've had a quarterback that couldn't move for up until last year for, you know, 18 years or whatever. And they figured out a way to make it work. I think they can figure out a way to make it work. But, you know, like Cam has so, become so likable, so respectable that Belichick – I think he's given him more time than he really probably deserves based upon his talent today yeah. in 2021. But I think that's how Belichick wants that. He knows he can own the locker room where eventually it just becomes obvious to all those guys. Hey man, we got to make a change. And so like, if you pull Cam now, some of those vets, even some of the young guys, you know, young guys all grew up watching Cam Newton win 
Heisman Trophy National Championship and, and win the MVP and go to a Super Bowl. So there's a respect in that locker room. And I think Bill really knows how to handle it. I think they'll be fine, but I think Mac will be the quarterback by mid-year. You think as soon as Kim Newton throws that pass to the ground or throw a couple interceptions, you don't think the – I think they're going to use him some. I think they're going to use Mac. But in terms of getting all the reps and being the starter, I think that, that Bill's going to – he's going to take it slowly. My question Look, is – last, last year he couldn't throw a football. Yeah. He had a shitty team. They had eight opt-outs, right? And they still won seven games in a division with two double-digit winning teams. They weren't in the worst. They weren't in the NFC East, mm. right? They were in the AFC, AFC uh, East, East that had AFC the Bills least. won 13 yeah, and the Dolphins won 10. Okay? Let, me, let me ask you, though. Do you think – I mean, we know Belichick always tunes out the noise, and he's great at that. But this year – You don't think second- he's watching this pod? You don't think Bill Belichick is listening to the song? <laughs> well, he's like, I he's just, like, oh, shit. Valley is on? It's in my queue? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, well, I, awesome. I, I mean, I, I do think he's going to be able to tune out the fans, right? Even though the fans are going to ask for Mike Jones. But is he going to yeah, feel the pressure from – Is he going to feel the pressure from Robert Kraft? No. What? Whoa. Kraft's not going to put no pressure on him? Because, you know, no. Kraft doesn't want no underachieving, finishing under 500, not making the playoffs, not winning football games. He doesn't want that this year. Like, best believe, Robert Kraft does not want to see that. You think any owner in the NFL is sitting there going like, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like him a little after. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm no, just saying, no, no, he'll, do, he'll, do the Tom, he'll do the Tom Brady with his six rings. He'll be like, what? I, sorry, I can't hear you. I got six rings. I can't hear you. Right. He, he runs the whole football operation. There's no – there's no – does he want to win? Yeah. Would he like him to? Would Mac Jones to be the guy? Like, sure. He doesn't care. He just win games. And Bill Belichick runs that franchise. So, and he's earned the right to to have. You know, last year was the year they were in cap hell anyway. They weren't winning much. And this year they rebooted it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting year. Well, as as Patriots fans, I'm I'm looking for a better year. So I'm not I'm not you know wishing the team bad. But um, it's I'm questioning. I'm questioning. They should have, they should have a better year. They have a third-place schedule. Um, the defense should be very good. You know, there's a reason they loaded up in the running game. So the question is, if they can run it, shorten the game, play great defense, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I hope so, man. I want, just want them to get back to their winning ways and get back to winning football games and, you know, and playing good football, good complementary football, which is something they really didn't do that much last year. And we kind of took that for granted. And, the last 20 prior to that. So I definitely want to, um, you know, let me get back to that. I just wanted to ask you a couple of things, kind of going back to who. Uh, one of them was who do you think the, you know, biggest winners of, you know, the NBA free agency have been so far? And then also do you think that new big three in L.A. is going to uh, end up, you know, working out with Brown, Russ, and uh, A.D.? Well, let me work backwards. What is working out mean to you? As in, do you think they'll end up winning a, a, a championship within really a two-year time frame, which is what I think they, you know, have I on don't, that I don't, r- r- roster? I don't. Like, look, I, I, think that, I think that if you looked at the roster and you're fair about it, you go, like, they're better than they were last year. Uh, they've changed, though. They were a defensive-minded team. Now they're going to be 
They'll have trouble stopping people, but they can really score. And I think Russ makes sense for the regular season because, you know, as it was explained to me, like, look, we love Buddy Heald. They'd love to have Buddy Heald. But if LeBron is out, Buddy Heald's not winning you a game. Uh, if LeBron is out, Russell, Russell Westbrook can win you a game, you know. So um, does it work out? Look, I think Brooklyn's the best team in the NBA roster-wise. But, you know, you, you got Kyrie's been injury-prone. KD's had a bunch of injuries. And James Harden's, you know, never really in shape to start the season. But they'd only played together once, and they're still one, you know, one toenail away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably winning it if Kyrie's healthy. So, um, you know, do I think it works? There's a lot of risk there with all those, with all that age. Just is. Oh, yeah. Guys break oh, down more. Oh, yeah. LeBron's gotten hurt. Andy Davis gotten hurt. Russell Wilson's had, Russell Westbrook's had five, four knee surgeries, right? I think there's a lot of risk. I think when they're healthy, they'd be all right. Um, I like Golden State to, to be competitive. I think Phoenix is going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I think Denver's going to be competitive. Um, uh-huh. Utah. And then I, I, but I think Boston's the best. I mean, excuse me, I think uh, Brooklyn's the best team in the East. And I, I think it'll work for the Lakers, but I don't think they're going to win a championship just because, again, you have to be healthy to win one for them. And the likelihood of health with all those older pieces doesn't either likely to. That's what I'm saying. And that's exactly what I thought. Because when I saw them signing all these old guys, I'm like, damn, I get that you, you know, you guys are getting all these veterans with experience and that have, you know, been, uh, you know, in, in battles and, and in the trenches. And, uh, you know, and I played quite a bit of games, but y'all need to throw some youth in there. Like, y'all need some young guys too to, you know, be able to, you know, mix in and yeah, out. You know, I mean, like, I think you know, what, keep I those think what older guys is, fresh. Yes. I mean, like, look, they do have Malik Monk. They do have Taylor Horton Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, have, I like have, him. He's nice. Yeah, he's Tucker. only twenty years old. He's only yeah. twenty years old. So, That's crazy. Um, and he's already this so nice. they're gonna they'll, they'll they'll bring they'll bring some youth, a little bit of youth off the bench. Um, but you and you do and now this is like kind of traditional throwback NBA. You don't win with young cats. You know the difference was Phoenix won a lot of games with young cats. So I do wonder if I feel like there's a changing of the guard, but let's see because let's just see what happens next year. If LeBron is healthy, you know, what does he look like? Remember, he's a. we have to realize that no matter how hard he works and how good a shape he's in, he's 19. Like, your legs just don't work the same in 19 years, you know? Um, right. You know, everybody loves Carmelo Anthony as he reinvented himself as an off-the-bench scorer. Hey, but remember, as the start of this year in Portland, like, they couldn't win with him. Can't guard. Can't guard. So, and he's a year older. And Russell's a year older. So I do think that, that we a little bit deal with data data because LeBron wasn't – he wasn't the best player, even close to the best player last year in the NBA. And now we're another year removed. You don't get better once you hit 35, 36. You get worse. And the same thing can be said for Russell. The same thing can be said for Carmelo. And so what does it look like? And can they play around their their athletic weaknesses? And when I say athletic weaknesses, LeBron was the freakiest dude ever, right? Six, eight, 260 pounds, do everything. He's still really – for a normal human being, he's a freak show. But for an NBA player, you know, he's just kind of a bull in a china shop a little bit most. And we'll see what he looks like starting next year. Well, definitely. Now looking forward to seeing how that works in L.A. as well and if those guys can coexist and uh, that whole team can coexist. How do you – I mean, they got they got Russell Westbrook sent out Caldwell Pope, uh, Kuzma out to Washington, um, who looks like, you know, they're not – they're doing pretty well. I feel like they, they – Got a few guys to put with Bradley Bill, right? They got Dinwiddie, Kuzma, uh, plus the guys they had before. I thought they got. Uh, be- I thought Washington got better, man. 
Like, I, that's that's my feeling too. Yeah, no, I thought I thought they got better. I thought I thought everybody who's flipped Russell Westbrook has been better since he left. And part of it, I think he's a little overvalued. And then I think you know, I think if you if you already have a go-to guy, well, you're you're trading for ancillary pieces. You're you're straight. You're good. So yeah, I think those guys are good role players, and I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, you know, it's his second torn ACL. I know it was a partial tear, so I don't know what he looks like coming back, but. Supposedly he was ready for the playoffs, um, so we'll we'll see if Spencer is close to what he was before he got hurt. Uh, I think they did very well in free agency. Um, one move that that took place, I really confused about. Um, the Clippers shipped out Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly and brought in Eric Bledsoe. Um, yeah. And I'm like, what what the hell is that all about? You know, right. uh, like what? Well, they say they say thirty they say thirty million dollars against the cap because they were uh-huh. badly over the luxury tax. So. Um, even though I forget what the the contract is only like four, but they, 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 they saved 30 million Rondo's washed. Um, and he may end up back with the Lakers as the backup there too. If they get, he gets bought out. Who else they send? They send somebody else in Pat uh, Bev. Pat Bev. Pat Bev. But there was one more. It was, it was a three for one. I thought. I did, one more Daniel, um, his uh, Daniel, last name begins with an O. Daniel Otero. Yeah, he's, um, he's like an undersized athletic big from University of Minnesota. He's a good player. I like him. Um, he's just young. Um, I mean, like, look, I, I like Pat Bev, but he's just not good. You can't win a championship with him as a starter. And that's been proven time and again. You know, they had Straight to up. take him out. They had to take him out in order to beat Utah. They had to take him out. Um, he's a great story. He's made a great living. He's a good soundbite, but he ain't, he, not, he ain't good enough to win a championship with as a starter. Good bench player, good role player. But so, look, he has his flaws as well. The whole thing with the Clippers is going to be, how soon can they get Kawhi back? And can he get back to what he was playing like before he got hurt? If you can do that, mm-hmm. Clippers will be right there at the end as well. Most definitely. You, wait, you say you think they can be back there as well? Yes. Clippers were awesome. They were, they were, I thought they were the best team in the West. Uh, just Kawhi got hurt, right? Like Paul George got back to being the guy he was billed to be. Playoff B. Um, yep, PG-13. You know, I, I like, you know they, they, they figured out how to use Zupac. Um, uh, I mean, even, uh, what's his name? Jackson, um, Reggie Jackson Reggie, balled out. Reggie Jackson, he was nice. He, he balled was out. Nice. Yeah. So, and I think, and I honestly think Ty Lue is one of the top five coaches in the league. Like that's wow. really good. Wow. Really huh. good. Adjust oh, very well. Adjustments. Adjusts very well. Doesn't lose his shit. Guys respect him. Gets him to play hard. Good working relationship with, with Kawhi, with PG. Like, I think he's really good. Wow. Let's let's go um, back to football here. Um, we asked you about the rookie Mac Jones, of course. I got um, I got but, I got one more that I got to bounce, fellas. I got one more. Okay, cool. Um, one cool. more. Go ahead, John. Yep. Which out of the five QBs, um, you know, the, the five QBs that were selected in the draft this year, who who starts and who does well? Well, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy, and I think he probably has the most talent, but he just has the least around him. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that's a total rebuild. I think he'll be fine. He'll put up big numbers, but, you know, like – and that division sucks. I mean, Indy has no quarterback right now. The Texans are clearly dumping games. They're going to trade Deshaun probably after the season. Um, and ten- Tennessee's pretty good. So they, they could win a cup more than you think. But, I mean, Lawrence is really, really good. Okay, so then you got the rest. Trey Lance is going to be nice, but there's no reason to play him He's right now. You have Garoppolo. Garoppolo's fine. He only played one game last year. He wasn't playing Division One ball. He's just – He's raw, but he's going to be nice eventually. And so mm-hmm. I think they do the Pat. Mah- I think they do the Pat Mahomes with him. They kind of redshirt him this year. 
and he'll start later on, like one game or two games late in the season. Um, the dude who – I got some friends in Chicago, and they're like, look, we didn't know how he would play, and he wasn't great in OTAs and early mm-hmm. on and getting the playbook. But over the last, like, week and a half, the lights have gone on, and um, I think Justin Fields is going to be a guy who has a, has a good impact. Remember, the Bears are probably the most underrated organization recently in the NFL. They've actually done really well. They just haven't figured out the quarterback position. But they haven't figured out the quarterback position for like 30, 40 years, right? Like even Jim McMahon, like he was okay. Yeah. They won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl because they had Walter Payton and they're good. they ran the ball. And they're the best defense. So mm-hmm. I think he can make some freaky plays athletically and with his arm. Um, I think he'll start week one of the season. I think he'll have the best year because he has a really good defense around him. Um, they got enough playmakers. And, you know, they've dealt with – and that style, remember – Nagy came over from Kansas City. They want him to run around back there. Um, I think they'll put some design runs in as well. I, I think he has the best year. I like Mac Jones. I think he'll be fine eventually, but I think right now it's a little bit of a changing of the guard. And the other thing is you don't really have any burners on that team, and so just a lot of short intermediate stuff, which is, look, Brady ate on that stuff for a long time after Randy Moss left. But I just don't mm-hmm. know if a young guy can do that. I don't know how much he starts this year and they'll be pretty conservative with their play calling. So I, I think that Trevor Lawrence is the best. He starts the whole year, probably puts up the biggest numbers, but not that much impact. I think that Justin Fields has probably the most in, com, combined impact stats, big play. Not that he's the best quarterback, but just for this year. Doug, thank you so much for coming on Pro Fan Sports Podcast, man. We appreciate you taking the time and coming on, man. Um, Vlad, you look like you were going to say something. So it's just one question that we've asked all our guests, and I just want to okay. take the chance to ask you. I mean, Barry, Barry usually asks this question, but I'll ask it for him this time. Um, what's, um, out of all your career um, covering NFL, um, NBA, or MLB, what has been your favorite moment um, covering any of those sports? Well, that's easy. Um, I, you know, I, I played college basketball, and I didn't, we lost in the Elite Eight, so I never played in the Final Four. And when I was at CBS, I got to cover the Final Four. And, uh, you know, my dad and I, and, uh, my best friend in the world, his name is Miles Simon. He won national championship with Arizona. He's with the Lakers. Um, he's actually going to coach their G League team this year. Nice. Um, oh, nice. That's and, awesome. And so, Congrats, so, so Miles, So Miles and I, we um, we used to go to Final Fours as kids, and he won national championship. I didn't get to go. So working for CBS, covering the Final Four, well, that's the best. You know, being on the court, you know, right before the game, giving my prediction, <laughs> prediction coming through, like all that stuff is dope. That's the best thing ever. Awesome. That is really Thanks for awesome, sharing. Man. A lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, Doug, for sharing that. Appreciate it. All right, Barry is a tenacious booker. Tenacious. Tenacious. <laughs> oh. I appreciate <laughs> you, Doug. Thank you, man. You guys be great. All right, bro. You too, Doug. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. My, have a my good pleasure. Yeah, have a my good pleasure. night. Take care. <laughs> Barry is a tenacious. <laughs> tenacious. tenacious. <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. Good job, Barry. Thank you. Facts. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, man. You know, people still watching right now, man. You know, all our guests is, you know, all thanks to Barry because we we sent him out there, you know, we sicken him on everybody. So (laughs) if you're watching the podcast, you're going to get something in the inbox. Trust me. Make sure you guys are... (laughs) Make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel, man. Subscribe and like the video. Like the video, comment. um, You know, follow us on on social media, at ProFanSports, on everything except for Instagram. So that's ProFans underscore sports. And follow Doc Gottlieb, too, at uh, Gottlieb Show on Twitter and Instagram. That dude, he's out there, man. You can see him on TV. 
he's a big time guest, man. So, hey, we're doing what we're supposed to do. So you do what you have to do and make sure you press the subscribe button and support us, making sure we, um, you know, we're, we're going on another level. We're trying to get as many guests as possible. Absolutely. And we definitely got some big ones uh, coming up in the near future. So stay tuned and stay locked in every week and hit that bell next to the subscribe. So every time we drop a, an episode on YouTube, it pops up right on your phone or right on your device. You'll Absolutely. be able to tune into the program, as we say on the intro. Um, <laughs> and if, when Barry says big, it's going to be big. Yo, it's oh, going to yeah. be big. Trust you me. Got that right. <laughs> damn right. I'm gonna, you already I'm gonna, know. I'm going to let That's you close that lifestyle. You know the vibes. Hey, man. Um, you know, once again, if you're still watching, we appreciate the support. You know, we appreciate you liking the videos, following mm -hmm. us on social media, everything. Um, just make sure you're subscribing, like we say, and uh, make sure you keep up with us because, you know, we're we're going to be going, man. We're, we're not going to stop here. So um, what's this, this episode? Time, right? What no episode is this? We don't even say what episode. 74. Is. Episode 74. 74, man. So Every week. It's going to be 75, right? Let's get it, man. So until next time, man, we'll catch y'all. Peace out, everybody. Have a good week. See y'all next week.